and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us. Uh, we're live in the uh, 1.30 Eastern hour on, on Wednesday as we uh, speak here. And uh, I know you're on our uh, little three-way message thread. I am. Last night, I got a message directed, I think it was at me, yeah. about the, the Pennsylvania uh, debate for Senate. And uh, as you know, I am into a lot of self-torture. So I watched the whole thing. I want, I want to hear this. I want to hear what you have to say, because I've only seen clips. From beginning to, from beginning to uh, end. No commercials. They went a full, full hour. And uh, we'll talk about a trivial, irrelevant things that really aren't irrelevant. Remember a few weeks ago when we had our Senate debate here in North Carolina, Sherry Beasley and uh, the great Ted Budd. The amazing Ted and, Budd. And that was only available live on television to Spectrum Cable viewers, although they had a few little wiggles that, yeah. again, you watch it. I think people, you watch it on their website or something. Yeah, all, all kinds of things. But, but yeah. again, it, it was not widely no. available the way uh, when America was great and we had debates, it would be on a, a, a large network affiliate in every city. It wasn't even in, on in, in our state. public radio stations. No, across no, the state. no radio. It wasn't, it wasn't, no, it wasn't no, nothing no. at all. You know, it all was right. crazy. So fast forward here to uh, um, Tuesday in Pennsylvania. And apparently inside the state of Pennsylvania, it was not on major local channels either. And uh, because Pennsylvania, I think, is uh, cut up even more than maybe we are, where there isn't necessarily one dominant cable system, I think you could only get it live on uh, one or two cable systems, and the other ones didn't carry the channel that really initiated and, and ran it nationally, which was the uh, News Nation, the old WGN. Oh, yeah, 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 where, yeah, that's where, right. Where Chris Kumo has landed. <laughs> I, you know, I guess we should explain why we could. One time, one time, this must have been, what, about uh, 20 years ago? Yeah. I think Jesse Jackson called Mario Cuomo. He might have even been the governor that time. Mario Kumo. Okay. Right. And we always had. So Rush Limbaugh, of course, never wanted to exploit. Oh, look at the stupid black man. Then said it for like 30 years. Right. Yeah. And it was funny then. It's funny now. Oh, it's always hilarious. Yeah. All right. So th just that's a that's kind of a, a baseline there. And and uh, apparently this is more Fetterman's fault than uh, Oz's fault. Although in retrospect, Fetterman made a mistake. He should have made the debate available to two people who had already died and, and, and couldn't speak about it. Um, so. Of course, it was just excruciatingly painful to watch from beginning to end. Let's put it this way, Britt. When the first thing out of your mouth in response to, uh, well, what makes you qualified? Why do you want to be senator? The first thing out of Fetterman's mouth was, good night. And then he continued on. Of course, he didn't mean to say good night as in, you know, I'm going to now drop the mic and leave. You already knew there were going to be uh, cognitive issues, and I'm not 
a neuroscientist. I'm not diagnosing it. No. Um, but you've known people who've had strokes, haven't you? I mean, I've, I've, I've had family members who have had I understand, strokes. I, look, I, I understand that. I'm going to come from the, from the uh, angle of, you know what? What he's really thinking and uh, what he's all about is just as good now as it was before his stroke. He just can't express himself, and he has uh, problems with the part of his brain that hears things and mm-hmm. can't instantly process it the way you can, and that will heal up. I, I absolutely... And, and in the case, if he's elected to the United States Senate, he'll have a staff of people to help him go right. forward with stuff and know what he's wanting to do and execute plans. He'll exactly. Be able to do right. Yeah. Yeah. To be even more broad about it, no different than Franklin Roosevelt having a lot of people move him around, okay, because he couldn't walk. Fair enough. Okay. Right. That's, but that's that, fair. that was then... And this is now. Yeah. And it's all about impressions, visual, emotion. So were you? Are, I just want to know, are you hitting the full panic button? Because I was afraid you were going to do that. I was afraid I was going to be the guy that was going to be completely negative and you're going to pull me back from the ledge. No. But it feels like I'm you're... Not, I'm not hitting the full panic button, but they're, okay. they're just like a bunch of background things here. that are, After the debate was over, and uh, I have a clip... I have a clip that no one else noticed. No one else noticed Oz saying what he did. He slipped it in under his breath. He got it in very, very subtly. We'll play it here in a second. Um, But right after the debate was over, and I stayed with that channel that broadcast it nationally, and uh, the anchor, along with Chris Cuomo, was a guy who got run out of Fox Mm-hmm. You know what? When you get canned from Fox because you just won't play the game, I kind of like you. Okay. <laughs> and this guy's name is Leland Vittard. Okay. And he was a weekend guy on Fox. So I think people who work the weekends on think that nobody's watching and they can get away with more shit. And that's what he did. Okay. I mean, he he played it. He was like a Shepard Smith Jr. Oh, okay. Okay. And so eventually, that was it. They, they ran him off there. So he's over on this channel, and he's uh, anchoring at the end of the debate, and Chris Cuomo is there. And they bring on, for just a moment, Chris Steyerwalt. Does that name ring a bell to you? Yeah, that's the, guy, that's the guy that was fired from Fox because he had the nerve to tell the truth right. about the election results in Arizona. Exactly. And uh, I've always liked him, too. Remember, mm-hmm. it's a... Uh, it's it's a it's a checkmark positive to get run out of Fox. It is for for, for reasons like that. So Steyerwalt, first thing he says, in addition to the, the the optics and the difficulty that we all had, that um, Fetterman clearly was incapable of putting several sentences together. It was just very very difficult, and he says, look. This is on the Democratic Party of Pennsylvania. It is on his wife. And at some level, it's on him, but not so much on him, but everyone around him. Because he had that stroke before the primary, if you recall. He had his stroke before the primary, where he was up against Connor Lamb. Connor Lamb is a two-term congressman from western Pennsylvania, from the Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. And Connor Lamb is right out of central casting, a good looking military veteran, knows how to talk to people in that part of Pennsylvania and across the state. I'm sure he won in a difficult 
race, competitive races, and he's a Democrat. But Fetterman and their campaign painted him as just too moderate, just too moderate, not going to be able to get it done. So Fetterman plowed ahead and won the primary. And Steyerwalt makes the point, and I think it's a fair one. I know we can't go back in time and we can't say, well, they should have. But, of course, they should have done that. They, they should have never had Fetterman being there at that moment. Because Fetterman, had he stepped aside, and if Connor Lamb had been on that stage last night with Dr. Oz, my goodness, you would have had to have brought in seven janitors to clean up the floor with what he would have done to Dr. Oz. There's just absolutely no doubt about it. And uh, that's just kind of background here. Um, I mean, it was, it was painful. It was hard to watch. Fetterman got caught, of course, a couple of times contradicting himself. And he looked into the camera and blah, 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 blah. you said uh, you're against fracking, but you said you were for fracking. You know, oh, got caught in one of those. And he, he couldn't even think quickly enough to come up with a standard politician answer. You know, I've, I've come to see that Western Pennsylvania now is absolutely going to be the center of energy production. And this but he, he couldn't do that. He was incapable of doing it. So he got he got hoisted on that. That being said. Thank goodness he is still up against the most unlikable piece of shit, <laughs> Dr. Oz, who went out of his way to not directly attack Fetterman's health, but he had all the usual uh, aces in his back pocket, um, including... Uh, Fetterman is just soft on crime. He loves criminals. He wants to release all of them from prison. You know, just all the, the the standard shit. But Oz is, to me, Donald Trump with a lot more education and actually a lot more polish in his own way. Except, uh, this is hard to say, not as likable as Trump. <laughs> and, and here's what I mean. How is that possible? <laughs> well, all right, so Trump has you know, spent 50 years in public selling. He was always selling something. And it got to the point where, right, he was selling actual products with his name on it. A lot of them failed. And he would just go on to the next ripoff. So here's Dr. Oz, a successful, a world-renowned uh, heart surgeon, right? Uh, he gets the TV gig, what, about 20 years ago. And uh, he becomes addicted to the fame. He becomes ad addicted to the to the whole TV thing. And he's very successful at it. He's very good on, on television. He knows how to speak. He knows how to use the camera. He knows he has all that shit down. Right. So last night, Tuesday night, he slipped in a contradiction of monumental proportion. And I'm going to tell you exactly what it is before you hear it. Cause it comes and goes so quickly. Nobody noticed it. I am the smartest person in the world, and I did. Because remember, abortion was a big topic. It was a yeah. big topic, back and forth. And Fetterman, incapable of mounting any kind of argument or discussion beyond just saying, I support Roe versus Wade. I support Roe. That was his answer, unfortunately, to everything. Except, you know what? That's good enough. <laughs> that really is good enough.
And he says, the minute I get into the Senate, I will support Democratic legislation to codify Roe versus Wade. That was his all-purpose answer as uh, Dr. Oz played the game of trying to pretend that he's not a a radical anti-abortion guy and he would not answer the question directly about the Lindsey Graham piece of legislation that would would come up, the 15-week rule. And he played the states' rights game. Oh, a state should be able to do this. States should have the blah, 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 blah. That, That's a lot better because a, a state isn't the government like the federal government, right? When they rule on abortion, it's much different. It's 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 much much different. Sure, and I I absolutely think that the founding fathers wanted women in Arkansas to be treated way different than women in California. Bingo! <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, do I have to go Bingo. through this again? And Fetterman, uh, Fetterman did, of course, mention the uh, long-standing idea that uh, those on our side have of uh, we don't need the uh, government getting between women and their doctors. We just don't need that. Uh, decisions about abortion should be between a woman and her family and and her doctor. Okay, And Oz is not that. He can say anything he wants, mm-hmm. but he is not that. There needs to be something or someone or something else in that room between the doctor and the patient, right? That's that's their that's their credo. So listen to him here. The topic, the topic was Dr. Oz selling the snake oil shit that he did on TV all those years. And he tries to drive the thinnest line ever in between his TV show where you saw a show enough, even if you didn't watch it, you would see it and you'd say, hey, today we're going to talk about high blood pressure and I've got an expert and they always have a product, right? They're always they're always talking about something. And listen to Dr. Oz try to make the case that his show was not an infomercial for those products. Oh, Jesus. And that he, and that he himself, this is a very important, he wants you to know that he himself was not pitching products to people that the commercials that ran on his show, they may be pitching products, but he'll explain it to you, Britt, as a uh, media novice that you don't control the commercials on your show. You so you can't be yeah. responsible for something that comes up on your show. And you will hear him say, there must be a relationship between a doctor and his patient. <laughs> and that, remember, you're going to hear this. Apparently, it does apply to unregulated shit that gets sold on the Dr. Oz show, purportedly not by Dr. Oz himself, but during the commercial breaks for which he claims no responsibility. And you know that those products are either the one you just saw during the whole hour or they're a related product or they're uh, the same product with a different name. That's the game that these unregulated things that you see in the general nutrition stores all carry so here it is the clip is about 50 seconds you, you got to hear him warm up you got to hear the bullshit uh, reach a crescendo there in in the last moment remember you're going to say you know, if they listen close you'll say oh, there must be a relationship between a doctor and his patient mr Fetterman, i'm going to let you 
respond in just a minute, but I have a follow-up for you first, Mr. Oz. Did you or your company make from promoting those products? You have 30 seconds. I never sold weight loss products as, as described in those commercials. It's a, it's a television show. Like, this is a television show, so people can run commercials on the shows, and that's a perfectly appropriate and very tra transparent process. I ruffled a lot of feathers on my show because I told people the truth, and I'm proud of that. I'll do the exact same thing as a U.S. senator. But the... But, but there's 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 no way to, to defend what John Fetterman has done with socialized medicine. That is a rap. OK, he's used the phrase socialized medicine to the point where you just heard him say about 40 times. Did you know, hear what the old the, playbook? It's always the, the, always the, the playbook. Did you hear what the, the moderator called him? Yeah. Mr. Oz. Mr. He's Mr. Oz now? He's Mr. Oz. He ain't he ain't no doctor. He's he's running for center. All right. We've got about 15 seconds to go here. Here comes the uh, here comes the the home run. Medical departure from what we in America yeah, accept. I, 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 I relationship between you, John. You'll have your turn, John. Let me finish. John, there must be a relationship between a doctor and a patient, and that's what I would direct patients to. Catch that? Who's the stroke victim? There, <laughs> there must be a relationship between a doctor and his patient. Well, well but it's an, it's we an know that it's an open relationship. It, somebody yeah. else can be invited in, like a politician. Right. But but here's the funny thing. Not only is he contradicting himself, because in the case of abortion, uh, there must be a relationship between a doctor and his patient and a third party, preferably a uh, local official, maybe yeah. the state that you in which you reside in. But I when it comes wait. to, uh, uh, you know, dick pills that you buy uh, <laughs> over the counter. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea that not only as a woman are you completely fucked if you live in Mississippi. And you're you're treated completely different than a woman, say, in New York. Not, but if you live in like Duval County, Florida, you might have a different set of uh, of circumstances versus a woman who lives in Orange County, Florida. I love that. I love that's fantastic. That, that's some really good shit, there, Oz, Mister Oz. There must be a relationship between a doctor and a patient, and that's what I would direct patients to do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The frantic pace. Mm -hmm. of what was on television last night was unlike any other debate I have ever seen. And I fault not just the candidates. And Dr. Oz is a fast-talking Professor Harold Hill-type guy. Come swooping into your state, right? You're going to sell you a bill of goods. But I blame the moderators because they did this, and you've seen this in other debates, Britt, where they've decided that in their hour – they're going to hit 25 different topics. You've got 30 seconds. And, of course, no one can answer a question. And, and, and they did not allow any kind of real back and forth between the two, which is probably good in this case because Fetterman, you know, was, was basically defenseless. He reminds me of some of those fighters that, um, you know, George Foreman, would be up against when, you know, by the time he got into a few rounds, the person was just standing there. You'd see George Foreman or Muhammad Ali just tee off on him. Right. And it's, it's, it's just not a fair fight. So it wasn't a fair fight. And the whole thing about uh, uh, the closed captioning, you know, that, that couldn't possibly work in that situation because you've seen Fetterman in these interviews over the last few weeks. And I've heard him where, he's not under the kind of pressure that you are to answer something in 15 seconds. Right. And he's, he's okay. So this was a terrible, terrible mistake.
terrible, terrible format for him. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Question is, the only question left is, is John Fetterman going to lose any support by people who don't think you got to think you got to think like a Republican. You got to think like you're in Georgia. Let's say you had a guy running on your side. You're a Republican in Georgia who truly had a brain injury. Maybe CTE had had played football (laughs) 40 years ago. and, And all these years later, can't think and can't put two sentences together. Oh wait, that's Herschel Walker, isn't it? Yeah, I heard someone but, making this. I heard someone making this point. The baseline for Herschel Walker is if he can say a subject, a verb, and an object, he's passed the test. But apparently, that's not the same uh, kind of baseline that we have for John Fetterman. That's well, not okay. Look, Britt, John Fetterman compared to Herschel Walker, yeah, put on a heroic performance. That's correct by any measure. He had, you know, he did it. He shouldn't have been out there. He shouldn't have been the nominee. But that's all water, um, you know, under whatever bridge there is, Um, including that one in Pittsburgh that Joe Biden went to the other day that they've repaired. Remember that terrible bridge collapse? in? Sorry. See, I get I get diverted. Um, But uh, Herschel Walker now has a a new chick in town. Have you seen the story? I have not. I've not seen the story about her. There you go. There's, There's an update. The old brand new breaking news, Gloria Allred. You already know it's going to be oh, great. Geez. Oh, this is good. She was uh, about to introduce to reporters, she may have already done it by now, a woman who says that Herschel Walker took her to an abortion clinic oh, to a- have an abortion. Now, in this particular case, I don't know whether he paid for it or not, but as a courteous gentleman, he did drive her to. Oh, this was, I think this was probably in the pre Uber days. Otherwise, he would have just told her to go ahead and get an Uber, probably. Gloria Allred says the woman, who they're going to call Jane Doe, can you come up with a new name besides that? Really? Really, you people? Hasn't that been used? Anyway, Jane Doe will speak uh, this day in Los Angeles, and she'll allege that she had a romantic, intimate relationship with Herschel, and that he drove her to an abortion clinic to have an abortion after she became pregnant as a result of her relationship with him some evidence will be presented so maybe oh, wow. there will be some, some <laughs> I, I can't i'd like to see some video i'd like to see some video of him like leafing through a, a magazine in the waiting room just kind of chilling <laughs> Ooh, that'd be good you know, I, I, he's got a boy's life or something he's trying to get through the the maze or some shit like that right right now um you know that's just but, but he, I, I would just hope and this is hope mm-hmm. at this point that this doesn't peel off any kind of support for Fetterman at this point, because you have to decide right now. And a lot of people have made this decision and Republicans certainly have made it again. You know, y- you could have a-, a pile of manure running in your race. And as long as it has an R etched into the uh, to the manure, you're going to vote for it because it might make Mitch McConnell the majority leader again, or Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Speaker of the House. That's all that matters to you, so you don't care who the candidate is. So Democrats in Pennsylvania, you have to think that way. You cannot abandon John Fetterman now. Believe me, what's the worst? All right, here's the worst case. Let's, Let's just play this out. Worst case is Fetterman wins, okay, 
he doesn't get much better than he is right now. He does not show any improvement, which is not likely, but let's pretend that that happens. And we get to January, and it's time for inauguration. And he speaks haltingly. He uh, has trouble putting his thoughts together in, in, in speeches and things of that sort. And he's the senator from Pennsylvania. But he's a Democrat. And Chuck Schumer remains the majority leader because of that. And uh, you don't have the uh, possibility that uh, in the case of the House going Republican, which is more likely, and the almost 100% sure deal. And uh, if you want something to read, a little reading assignment, Britt, go read the piece in The Atlantic about how it is 100% 100 percent that they will impeach joe biden if they get control of the house it's 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 not a they might they're thinking about it well there's impeachment there's also shutting they're shutting down the government there's there's a lot of things that they're planning on doing but but brit the first day they could they will they will work with impeachment yeah they're gonna try i mean they'll give it a shot so this this is why you do not allow what you saw on the television to uh, sway you and go, well, at least Dr. Oz can put three. No, he's a pretty, he's a good speaker. Okay. Being in the Senate, it's not a debating society like you had in high school where you win a prize for the best speaker. That's not what it's all about. It's just counting votes. That's that's all it is. And it's it's counting philosophies. And this is what scares me, that Democrats, the same party that threw out Al Franken, for, what was that again? We can't quite remember, but we had to get rid of Al Franken. So fake, right? It was a picture of him while someone right. was asleep Enough. pretending to goose someone's boobs. Right. Enough of them will either switch sides and actually vote for Oz. Yeah, but what's your, what's your level? He, of, what's he your worst? Here, here's the worst thing. Oh, I'm just not going to vote for Senate. Well, what's your level of faith, though, in the people of Pennsylvania? I mean, what's your level of faith in the American people right now? Because mine's pretty low. Well, you know what it is. It's yeah, exactly. That's my that's my problem is I think you're right. In a sane world where reason prevailed, people would go, yeah, it wasn't a great, great performance by Federman, but he put some words together and he's probably going to get better. And he's he's gotten better already since the stroke. So I think he'll probably be able to re- rehabilitate and he'll have a staff behind him. But, of course, in reality, I think everyone will go, oh, no, he's a drooling moron. It's over. I have to put Oprah's buddy in there because Oprah's buddy is going to give me $2 a gallon gas and he's going to cut my taxes. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know. I can't, my, again, my level of faith, somebody surprised me. Somebody overwhelmingly surprised Wouldn't me. Be great. It would be great. I'd, I'd love to be surprised. I'd love to be surprised in North Carolina and also Georgia and also Ohio and also Arizona and also in Florida. I'd love to just surprise the fuck out of me. I'll, I'll have my own mini myocardial infarction. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked yet, but usually by now on Drudge, it'll be shock poll, Oz up point up seven. You know, yeah. th- 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 that can happen. That's the problem. New and again, poll. we don't know what he, and we don't even know what what uh, what role early voting may t- be taking place in Pennsylvania in this anyway. There may right. be a number of people that have already cast their ballots and I don't know. We don't even know. thank goodness. We Thank don't goodness. Know. See, but that's not a great statement for you to make. Thank God those people got in before they saw that drooling idiot on television. Thank yeah, God. Well, <laughs> by the way, this is the argument against early voting, though. 
It, really, it is. It's, it's, it it's is a principled <laughs> argument against early voting. Okay? But you're, you, it really is. You're, you're saying thank you God. can learn things very late in a campaign. This is uh, yeah. that's what that's what Drudge looks like right now. Yeah, a little Uncle Fester situation with uh, Fetterman, who sort of looks like Thanos. Senate turns right. dead heat. Another Herschel accuser comes forward, which was the well, other if, story if it, you had. If it turns dead heat, that sounds like a, a, a maybe a point or two movement away from from Fetterman, which is not good. But on the other hand, it's still two weeks, and you know people may come back to their senses, and it, it, you don't know. I wouldn't count on it. I I, I wouldn't count on it. Um, so are you? It was, a, it was I, tough to watch. You were talking about the the crime stuff, and they're they're killing Sherry Beasley here in North Carolina. She is so pro rape; it's not even funny. She loves <laughs> rapists. Know. I think she drives rapists to kids' houses. I believe is what the Ted Bud campaign says. Yeah, yeah. You want to, Britt? The the old playbook is as good as it ever was. Uh, look, remember. What did they call, what did Peter Navarro call the plan to overturn the election? The Green Bay Sweep. Green Bay Sweep. That's not, that's not a play from four years ago. That's a play from 50 years ago, 60 years ago from Vince Lombardi with Jerry Kramer and, uh, and Fuzzy Thurston blocking for uh, Jim Taylor and Paul Horning. Let me, you want to see if you can hear some of this? This is the, the Ted Budd ad against uh, Sherry Beasley being pro-rape. If you can't hear this, we'll just cut it, but listen to some of this. A serial child rapist set free. Where he's going, nobody knows. Because Sherry Beasley struck down a bipartisan law requiring GPS tracking for child predators. A monster who raped a seven-year-old boy in front of his little brother and impregnated a 15-year-old girl. Now... He could be watching your kids. Who's to blame? Sherry Beasley. Liberal decisions, dangerous consequences. <laughs> now, the, the person that the, the person impregnated, that the bad guy impregnated, was that person then forced to carry whatever it was inside of her to term? I just these are things they I they should be. I'm they should curious. be. Right now they wouldn't be. North Carolina still is not off the cliff on yeah. uh, but in, don't you love the the music that's playing in the background? It's usually now they have gone. This is really good. They've gone to a female narrator. Usually it's a guy, right? It's a guy giving you the yeah. ominous. Oh my God, she loves rapists and she wants your kids to be buggled. But now they've got a woman. I'm sure they tested several different voices. This is what we want to go with. This is what's going to scare the shit out of the suburban moms in Winston-Salem and Raleigh and Greensboro and High Point and Fayetteville and Wilmington and Asheville, right? That's, that's what they're trying to do. That's, that's exactly well, I, what they're trying to do. And, and we can talk philosophically big picture stuff here because well, we can. But just the idea that less than two years after January 6th, that this election is down to and this is all across the country doesn't matter whether it's here where we are in pennsylvania or, or anywhere there is no one running for office that i can tell that's talking about the actual threat to democracy no. that is represented by the hundreds of candidates the uh the little boys from brazil that donald trump has spawned who are running and in uh, some cases many cases will win and start to overturn legitimate election results beginning in two weeks. That's when it's going to start. 
if it didn't start already. They're making plans, right? They've already got the uh, the lawyers in place. They're ready to start suing. They're already ready to start denying if they lose election. Remember, if a Republican loses, it's because Democrats cheated. If a Republican wins, it was a legitimate election conducted fairly. We know Even that. Even though it's weird, a lot a lot of the cases they prosecute are based on Republican fraud. It does not it's, matter, Britt. So stop with the facts. No, stop with your facts. <laughs> they mean nothing. Facts mean nothing. There should be, I mean, and I haven't heard anybody do this. Maybe they have done it. If When they're in debate with somebody, they go, well, so-and-so over here, my opponent, was supportive of, you know, thinks that the election was stolen and was supportive of the people who attacked the Capitol on January the 6th. That should disqualify this person from holding office. Period. End of story. Full stop. Right? Of course. That's, I mean, that, that, that's not hard. If you don't believe in democracy, you can't play this game. That's, and, and my opponent does not believe in democracy. We can talk about tax breaks. We can talk about inflation. We can talk about gas prices. We can talk about the economy. We can talk about abortion. This person over here doesn't even want to play the game, doesn't even believe in the game of America, doesn't even believe in democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, I'm not optimistic, but... Then there's this one part of me that says uh, yeah, maybe maybe some of the facts that are uh, coming forward about voter turnout, maybe they really are a repeat of 2018 when it was a shocking turnout that made the uh, Congress completely Democratic and Trump, you know, couldn't get shit done at all. Right. That's what that's when uh, Chuck Schumer became the. Uh, what was and that? Am I correct about that? Was it twenty? Now, now mixed up. Now you're now you're all mixed up, and you. Watch yeah, I'm going Fetterman on you. I'm going <laughs> Fetterman on you. Sorry. Oh, that's not fair. That's this not, story. Not right. at the, this is a story is at the top of the Washington Post. Biden officials worrying that pandemic exhaustion could lead to a bad COVID winter. No one is paying much attention at all, as far as the public goes, Brad, to what's going on with COVID. There's been a real slowdown. They haven't been able to get a lot of people interested in getting those shots that you and I got, the bivalent. Oh, that's so, that is so yesterday. <laughs> what, shots? Who needs? I don't need no stinking shot. I'm not sick. Why do I need a shot? So the Americans are basically saying, I'm sick of this. I'm done. And so I'm going to, it could lead to a, yet another bad, bad winter. And that would lead to economic slowdown. And that would lead to a, a lot more people dying. Oh, don't worry, Britt. We have an economic slowdown. <laughs> it's no on problem. the. Well, this could accelerate it, Brad. It's it has nothing out. to do with with COVID. Yeah, it could. It could. It could actually accelerate. This could put the lighter fluid right to it, Brad. If we we could be headed. It would not. Yes. How would you say? Wouldn't help. <laughs> would be. We'd be headed headlong. If you talk right, to most of the people in most of your towns in America at the hot who work at the hospital, they'll tell you they ain't got beds anyway. There's no beds there anyway. And if you start trying to stack bodies on top of that, good fucking luck. Well, because all the all the kids are getting this this respiratory disease right mm-hmm. now, which is uh, filling up the hospitals. Okay, here you go. Pick one of these. Florida man dies in motorcycle accident. Big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, relax. You can still get your Kanye on Spotify. Thank God. Or Mark Meadows must talk oh let's do talk about north carolina's own mark meadows from western north carolina speaking of election fraud human beings he will be now compelled to testify in that georgia case correct uh that is that is the that is the story here uh let me see that here we go from the associated press the uh, name of the judge who is in south carolina 
is a uh, let's see. Judge Edward Miller, Pickens County, South Carolina. That is where Clemson and, University is located. Right. We and we always check, you know, what kind of judge is this? This is a judge that was elected by the South Carolina legislature um, about 20 years ago. And I guess a few years ago, he was just, you know, re-upped. Mm-hmm. He was voted in by the South Carolina legislature, a very conservative body. So there's no, this is some uh, wild liberal Obama judge. And they all are, by the way. He got his uh, law degree from that liberal institution known as the University of South Carolina at Columbia, Brad. There you go. There you go. So this judge says Meadows has to testify before the grand jury. And uh, uh, my assumption here is uh, in the uh, way that you do this when you're in the mafia, you, you just keep appealing, you keep appealing and uh, you see if you can get some relief from having to talk. And, you know, again, you can't talk about this with your relatives at Thanksgiving, Britt, but <laughs> when you, if you ask them, hey, relatives. Do you know that 30, I guess Meadows is among these, 30 people who have uh, taken the Fifth Amendment in talking to the January 6th committee or to grandeur, 30 people around Trump. Does that bother you at all? Does that does that tell you anything? What do you think your answer would be, Britt? In the petition that uh, was seeking Mark Meadows testimony. Uh, Fonnie Willis, who is the prosecutor in Atlanta, wrote that he was at the famous December 21st, 2020 meeting. That's the I think that's the crazy one where they were all screaming at each other. That's a great they were going one. Nuts. There should yeah. be a stage play. Somebody should fucking write that as a stage play. The, the next day, Prosecutor Willis says Meadows made a surprise visit to Cobb County right there uh, near Atlanta <laughs> where an audit of signatures on absentee ballot envelopes was being conducted. He asked to observe the audit, but wasn't allowed to because it wasn't open to the public. I'm sure he was doing some last-minute Christmas shopping, and he just happened to pop by. Mark Meadows also sent emails to the Justice Department after the election, alleging voter fraud in Georgia, requesting investigations. And Mr. Meadows took part in the January 2nd, 2021 phone call with Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, could you do your best, Trump? Can you find me eleven hundred? Come on, you guys! All I need is eleven thousand four hundred twenty-seven. Come on, give me a break. In a court filing this week, Mark Meadows' lawyer argued that executive privilege and other rights should shield his client from testifying. Oh my God! Just get fucked. Okay, the executive privilege argument—you—you piece of shit! No. God, they've tried to do that. Like, they've tried to use executive privilege to go, like, go take a shit in a better place. Well, what does uh, it tell you when a when a, 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 a South Carolina born and bred and approved by the Republican legislature, not once, but twice in 20 years, judge says, get fucked, Meadows. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> get over there to Georgia and start talking. What start, does that yeah, tell you? Yeah, spill your guts. It tells you you ain't got shit. That's what it tells you. Uh, let's do, uh, let's do Kanye on Spotify. 
Okay, we'll do Kanye on Spotify, and then I got to give you the, uh, the the biker story from Florida Man. It was about Florida. a year ago that I decided I was done with Spotify, and I switched over to Amazon mm-hmm. Music, and it was not easy because I had been with Spotify for many years. And I'm going to tell you something. At the end of the year, they do this thing on Spotify where they do, they make a list of all of the songs that you streamed from the previous year, and it tells you what your number one song was. I used to fucking love that. And I went over to Amazon, and I gave that up. And what did Amazon do for my loyalty? They hiked their price by a dollar like 60 days after I signed up. Assholes. Well, Britt, there's something called inflation in this country, and you better get used to it. <laughs> Kanye West music will not be removed from Spotify. Listen to this. Unless his record label requests it. You, you, boy, you talk about passing the buck. You talk about wimpy. Jesus. The name of the CEO of Spotify is Daniel Eck. E-K. You need another E in there. Eek. He condemned Kanye West's alleged anti-Semitic. Oh, they're alleged anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You know, we're yeah. not sure. It's on the that line. It's so close. Can we get a replay? He said they're they're awful, but uh, he's going to leave the music up there. He told Reuters that the comments were bad, but his music itself doesn't violate their policy. Sure, it doesn't. No, it's good shit. It's really his music. His music doesn't violate our policy. It's up to his label if they want to take action or not. All right, that makes uh, that makes a hell of a lot of sense, doesn't it? You scumbags. Makes a hell of a lot of sense. You fucking scumbags. Do the do the biker thing in Florida. Yeah. All right. This is uh, I, I can't do it the way Paul Harvey used to do this. But as soon <laughs> as I start, as soon as I start the story, you always know where where it's going. A Florida lawyer who aggressively fought to overturn the state law requiring bikers to wear helmets died in a crash with his girlfriend in Florida. Neither were wearing helmets. He's 66. His name is Ron Smith. His girlfriend was named Brenda. She was 62. They were on their first ride with the American Legion Post 173 in Holiday, Florida, headed to a funeral for a fellow biker who didn't oh, die in a geez. motorcycle accident. You bunch of... He had to slow down for traffic, lost control. His motorcycle spun out, collided with a trailer attached to a pickup truck in another lane. He and his passenger described in the obituary as the longtime love of his life. Died of head trauma, according to autopsy reports. And, of course, as always, we can't say for sure... <laughs> no, we're not said, sure. Eric Toe, a motorcycle safety researcher at the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. It certainly would have improved their odds. Okay, well, yeah. But he died. He he did die doing what he loved. Yeah. Having his brain scraped off the pavement. Right. Uh, So this guy advocated for overturning the motorcycle helmet law in the 90s in Florida. And he represented clients ticketed for violations. Wow. And now you know the rest of the story. story. (laughs) We're going to figure out where that asshole got his law degree. We're always sorry when someone loses their life. But honest to God, if you you lobby to give yourself the freedom to have the wind go blowing through your hair, or if you're 66 uh, on your bald head (laughs) without a a helmet getting in the way, and then you die – of uh, some form of head trauma in a motorcycle accident, is that is that ironing? Is that karma? Is that just stupidity? stupidity. Is that 
It's stupidity. Go no further. That's, you got you got the right one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do something that started with the words Florida, man. <laughs> 